Luke chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, Which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you're right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and besides him, there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all full burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that, he answered wisely. He said to him, you're not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. The word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Alexa. If you haven't met Alexa, I hope you introduce yourself and she'll be um, available for us to get to know her even more. Um, let's pray. Let's jump right in. Oh, gracious God, we come before you thanking you for this time, this time of fellowship with our siblings, this time of exploration. I ask God of love, swell in this place, Swell in our hearts and in our minds as I speak. I ask the words that you have given me to prepare or I have prepared that they be used for your glory. I ask this all in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, y'all, miss y'all. It's been a while. I miss y'all too online. It's been so long since I've been, um, you know, online and here at, uh, at High Park Woodlawn. So uh, I'm excited to be here. Let's go to what I have prepared and then um, I won't be before you very long. So every time I used to read this uh, text as a child, uh, because my family was uh, a Bible reading family. And every time I read this text, I, really question if I truly loved myself. Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 6, 5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. I thought I loved God. I was like in it, like with my hands lifted up, with my mouth filled with praise, you know, and, and I began to think about the scripture even more. So then he also quotes Leviticus 19, 18. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. These texts came from the law. And, and it is important for Jews in the time of Jesus, which Jesus was a Jew, to know and follow the law. Jesus proved to this scribe, this Pharisee, that he knew the law. I believe many of us know the law, 
but do we really live it out? The law in this, in our focus for today, is a commandment to love. Love, an intense feeling of deep affection, affection, a gentle feeling of fondness or liking. As a child, I did not love myself. I did not love the way I talked. I did not love my dark brown skin. I did not love who I was. Yes, I can get to you know, the root of all of that now due to therapy and much reflection, but at that moment, I did not love myself. Therefore, it was hard for me to love anyone else. I said the words, I love you, out of my mouth, but did I really mean it, and did I truly know what that love was? No. Thanks be to God for a community, a community that taught me to love myself. And what that looked like was my mom saying to me, lift up your head, talk kindly to yourself, give yourself affirmations. My mom used to make me stand in the mirror every morning and say that I was beautiful, that I was smart, because teachers would call me dumb, because I had a hard time reading, a hard time reading. And to find out, I was dyslexic. So, it was hard for me because the words were going around, but I didn't know that. So I thought I was dumb, like the teachers told me. So that begins to feed into who I thought I was. The love for myself begins to eat away. I don't know about y'all, um, but when people begin to speak to you when you're younger, it begins to feed inside of you. I think we all know that. And, and, and in that, I begin to present that within my heart, within my mind, begin to say to myself evil things, not so good things. And I would lash out. I would get very angry, very angry. I was an angry kid. Y'all pastor was very angry. I used to fight. Like, I was, uh, these hands, these hands. <laughs> I used to get into so much trouble due to the fact that there was no love fostered within myself, even though I had a loving community around me. I used to get to a point where I used to bring harm to myself. And this is when my mom began to start to think, what's going on? begin to bring community around me that I believe um, taught me even further to foster love within myself. So Bell Hooks, Bell Hooks talk about this killing rage in her book, Killing Rage, that it's a, a furious anger of black people stung by um, repeated, repeated instances 
of everyday racism. And as I reflected, a mentor of mine began to talk to me about bell hooks, about this rage that I was feeling with inside of me. And I began to see how racism played a part. And we're in this series of, of um, who's my neighbor, where Tonika Johnson looks at our city and see the, the, the segregation, the racism within our city um, and other disparities within our city. And what she begins to say is, maybe if we connect someone to someone, then we begin to learn about their story, we will begin to see these things and do something about it. And I believe that's what happened within my life. I was connected to a group of people, a community that began to see what was going on in my life because maybe it happened in their lives and they began to impart into me. But at that time, it was, I was using this rage in a very destructive way of getting into fights, of harming myself, of sneaking out of the house, of doing things that just did not show that I loved myself. It wasn't until a mentor of mine, right, that I talked about just now of telling me about my rage and inviting me to redirect it. So a, a woman is Cheryl Kirk Dugan. Um, she's a womanist scholar, echoes the ideas of bell hooks and her notion of killing rage by reminding us that killing rage is a necessary and powerful tool of militant resistance that transforms denial and complacent oppression by defying victimhood. It does this by, it does this by engaging in a language of self-determination to dismantle sexist, racist, classist, and heterosexist, homogenic powers and structures. This tool of resistance is a tool of change. It's a tool of change because it cultivates healthy relationships that are rooted in love. In other words, this Killing rage can be either destructive or creative forces because we have the power, we have the power to decide if we want to comply or resist, to be pessimistic or hopeful, to be stagnant or strive for healthy relationships. When killing rage becomes a creative force, it empowers, it empowers us to act out of love, agape love, which is unconditional love. When I got this, when I got this, it took work to debunk, it took work to debunk what I believed to be true about myself. 
that I was not worthy, that I did not deserve, that I was ugly, that I was hated, and so on and so on. I started to do these affirmations that I talked about earlier, standing in the mirror, telling myself that I am loved, that I am deserving of love, that I am wonderfully and beautifully made, that I was made in the image of God. I would take moments in my day to show myself kindness, and in doing so, I became kind to others. I would take moments in my day to show myself affection, and in doing so, I was able to start showing affection to others. In our text today, Jesus gives us a love ethics, which is which this love ethics requires us to always act out of love, even when it comes to loving our enemies. Agape love is complete, ultimately, ultimately self-love, I believe, because it forces, it forces us to love others as we love ourselves. And if we do not love ourselves, how can we love truly love anyone else. It's very hard. So, Alexa, can you help me out? So all of these things, right, that I'm talking about when I was younger began to block my vision. So once it blocked my vision, all that you're dumb, you're ugly, you don't deserve to go outside because you can't read that book. You don't deserve to, to walk in this room because you walk like a girl, you talk like a girl. You don't deserve to play outside because you want to jump rope. All of that started to block me. It blocked my view of seeing the positivity that, give, give Alexa some positive words, y'all. Just shout them out. It began to, keep going. It began to block all of that. Keep going, keep going. It began to block all of that. It closed my eyes off and my ears off to what really was going on in my community. And then it began to take hold of my hands <laughs> of being creative, as I am, of thinking about the world in a different way. Can you try to hold something? Try to hold something. Try to get something. So. It began to blind me, right? It began to block my creativity. It began to block my spiritual gifts. It began to block my skills that were being developed. Because I did not love myself, all of this began to, but I can't see anyone else. I can't see the love that my community was giving me. I can't see that. I can't even touch it because I was blocked by all of that. Thanks be to God. Thanks 
be to God, that God had a community. Come on, community. Somebody, come, come take the stuff off of Alexa. Community came and began to teach me about love. And I began to take that on. Thank you, Alexa. Thank you. <laughs> take that on. And I began to foster love within myself. So, Shirley, Shirley um, Kurt Duggan realizes that redemptive self-love entails agape love. Our unconditional love, because it commands us to love others as we love ourselves. But what makes this self-love redemptive is that it calls us to strategize and organize for the uplifting of survival and wholeness, both individually and communally. So that redemptive love gave me strategy and allowed for me to organize to keep that love going within my life and within the life of my community. This love causes us to love with, with and so that we can reach outwardly in love. I don't know about you all, but we can get over that hump and something in our lives put us back there. Relationships. Romantically or familiar, family, can get us back into that root of not loving ourselves. Society and what's going on can get us back into the roots of not loving ourselves. So we need to uproot that and bring ourselves into a community that instills love and take work and time within ourselves to explore where we need love, where we need to love ourselves a little more. So let us close our eyes. Think about areas in which you need to love on yourself a little bit more. Think about the areas in which you allowed someone to take the love that you had for yourself away. or it just happened, and you didn't even allow it, it just happened. Think about those areas. God of love, we give these areas back over to you, that you may work on us, that you may work on us, that you may call us into a loving, right relationship and covenant with ourselves first, that we may be called into loving, right covenants within our community, that we may go out 
showing the love of God to others because we accept the love of God. Work on us, God. Throughout this week, surprise us with loving ourselves and acts of love for ourselves and others. Surprise us, O oh God. Love swell within our hearts. Love swell within our minds. Love swell within our bodies that we may be your body here on earth, bringing your kingdom that is in heaven here in this earthly realm. I ask this all in your son Jesus' name. Amen. God is here. God is love. Whatever you need in these moments that have been brought up, God is more available to you. And also, if things have been brought up and you need recommendation or, or referrals to therapy, please see me afterwards or Email me at D'Angelo Smith, I mean D'Angelo at urbanvillagechurch.org, and we can get you those resources. <laughs>